She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. My name is Christina Franci, and today we have Peggy Tanaus. Is she's a mother of two beautiful little girls and is also known for her work as When the Bow Breaks, a documentary about postpartum. And she was also on season six of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Peggy, it is such an honor to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Christina. And it's actually uh, pronounced Thanos. Okay. I was just about to say that. I'm like, I think I butchered it and I missed it's okay. it. It's okay. You before. <laughs> I am. I apologize on that. No worries. So, so you know, I kind of wanted to talk and explore about your journey with postpartum. I know it was um, a huge deal for you. And um, I looked up on the American Psychology Association and, you know, one in seven women experience um, extreme uh, postpartum depression. And it's sometimes not talked about. And I feel people can um, misunderstand really what it's about. Can you um, tell me a little bit more about your postpartum depression journey and how you got through it? Absolutely. So, um, you're right. So many people have it and don't know they have it. Uh, thankfully, I think that by me uh, doing the documentary when the bow breaks, as well as allowing Bravo to film it, I feel like it did open up the doors to a lot more people starting to really get out there and talk about it. Um, and I feel like nowadays it's a lot more accepted and talked about than it was, you know, eight, 10 years ago when I was talking about it. Um, but it's something that unless you go through it, you don't really understand it. And I didn't even understand it when I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of took my mother-in-law and um, her husband and my husband to kind of like sit me down and almost do like an intervention with me mm-hmm. um, because I had no clue what I was going through or what was happening, but they could just see that I wasn't myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think I had a really easy pregnancy with my first daughter, London, I actually with both my kids, I had really, I know people are going to hate me, but I had a really easy pregnancy as well as easy delivery. Um, my doctor kept saying you were made to have babies. So, um, <laughs> but I'm like no more than two, you know, one on each hand, it's fine. Uh, but anyway, so when I had London, when I, when I was pregnant, I was super excited. Like I wanted kids since I was a teenager. I mean, I was always like, I want to get married and have kids by the time I'm 22. And my mom's like, no, 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 wait till you're 30. Um, which was really good advice. But yeah, I just, when I, so when I had her, I was super excited to have a baby, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden I just remember they handed her to me and I was like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do with this baby? Yeah. And, and I think that's common. Everyone gets a little bit overwhelmed, but then it just didn't stop there. Like it was like, there wasn't, it, there was a disconnect and it, and it never, I felt like it never really kicked in the mm-hmm. excitement and the, um, you know, of course I had exciting days and, but it just was different than what I thought. I thought, gosh, I've wanted kids since I was a teenager. I'm going to be so madly in love. Um, luckily for me, I never wanted to hurt her. It was more my internal emotions and me feeling like I couldn't handle it. Um, it was too stressful. I wasn't a good mom. I wasn't doing anything right. Yeah. And then I never wanted to talk about it with people because then you feel like, oh, they're going to judge me or um, they're not going to think I'm a good mom. And I remember I hung out with this whole group of girls and we all had our babies at the same time. 
but they were younger moms than me and they seemed so happy and like they had everything together. And uh, so I just remember like, oh God, I can't tell them because I'll look like I'm- judge me. Yeah, or not even so much the judging. It was more like, well, there must be something wrong with me. Why aren't I feeling the way they do? And why aren't I excited to Mm -hmm. do all these things? Um, So I really, unfortunately, I went through probably the first almost year of London's life without even realizing what was going on. Okay. And that's when my mother-in-law was like, okay, you know, we need to sit you down. You're getting angry when you feed her. I would like, I mean, I remember one day I threw the bottle and it just wasn't the the way I should be. So, um, so they just, you know, talked to me about it and they're like, we're here for you. We love you. And, um, and anything, my husband was so sweet, like anything he would do, it wasn't enough. I would say, I need a break. And I had a girl that came in twice a week and, you know, all day so that I could go do errands, go, go to, go to lunches with my girlfriends, do my nails, whatever. And that wasn't enough. So no matter what I did, it still wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, And so I started, my mother-in-law said, you know, she's a naturopath or she was, and she said, well, let's start you on some natural remedies. And so I started on Sammy and that was pretty good for a while. And then, um, I discovered five HTP and that was like life-changing for me. What is that? Is that just like a supplement, like a pill capsule? Yep. It's a supplement you take over the counter. It's, um, it's, it's all natural. So it's not a prescription. Um, I used to use the GNC brand. I don't know if they still have GNC or if they're, they still make it, but mm-hmm. it was a really good brand. Um, and I think I only took one a day, obviously check with your doctor, but that really started to get me out of my funk. And then, uh, when I was pregnant with Capri, I remember, um, talking to my doctor and just saying, you know, I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to have a, a newborn and not feel excited or not, you know, be nurturing and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, she said it was fine for me to take. So I took it my whole pregnancy. Okay. And did it help or what do you, Oh yeah. and so it was a whole different experience when I had Capri. I mean, it was sad because I, I like feel guilty, you know, it's like, Oh my God, I feel bad that I was great to one kid and I don't feel so great. Like I was with the other. But when I, I remember when Capri was born, I was like, Oh my God, I couldn't wait to hold her. And I was happy when I was breastfeeding her and I didn't have those angry feelings. I didn't have the disconnect that I felt when I had London. Yeah, no, that is, um, and, you know, kind of going back to what you said about, you know, your pregnancy was easy. I mean, they say that even if your pregnancy is easy, you will still experience like the postpartum and, you know, some of the signs and symptoms I I found, um, are like, you know, loss of pleasure and interest in things, um, eating much more or much less than you usually do, uh, racing, scary thoughts, um, inability to sleep, sleeping too much difficulty, falling asleep or staying asleep. Uh, disinterest in the baby family and friends and difficulty concentrating, remembering details or making decisions. Um, and also, you know, thoughts of hurting yourself or the baby. Did you ever have any thoughts of like hurting yourself? Um, I know you said you didn't about the baby, but. Yeah. If you watch the documentary and if you happen to catch the episode on Bravo, I did talk about one day, um, you know, I was just so beside myself. And it's kind of like you said, the racing thoughts, mm-hmm. and they don't even make sense, but you're just, you're like, not you're, it's like a crazy person. I just felt like a crazy person. And I just remember thinking, you know what? I probably am not even a good mom. And I probably, my daughter deserves better and my Aww. family need me. And so I was like, I should just go upstairs and, you know, like 
we have, you know, a family firearm. I'm like, I should just go upstairs and like out myself. And oh my goodness, that's such a, I have such a heavy heart because I mean, I know when I first had Cole, like I experienced a little bit of blues. Um, I don't think it was too extreme. It like went away in a few weeks that I was like crying. I'm like, I can't even go outside. You know, like I was sad, like to leave the house and it took a lot for me to do it. And, um, but I've done like things and I think about, and I feel like so guilty, like, you know, especially with Caleb, like, oh, I probably, I don't know. I, I know exactly what you mean about having a, a heavy heart and feeling that mom guilt. Um, well, because the first one is your first baby and they don't teach you. Like, I actually feel like there needs to be courses in school where it prepares you for motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, I don't know, they used to have home ec classes, so they should have like beyond that, like how to raise a baby classes. Um, but so with your first, I feel like you're kind of experimenting with them. And then, so then there's like a lot of guilt with your second. Cause you're like, Oh God, I'm such a better mom with my second, you know, exactly. Or it could go the other way. And you're like a worse mom. Cause you're like, I'm, I can't handle two. <laughs> yeah, no, but the, I remember when I first met you, this one thing stuck with me that you said, like, you really don't need a lot when you have the baby, like yeah. you just pretty much need like the little basket to carry them around and stuff. And yep. like, that has always stuck with me because with my first one, I had all this shit. And then I realized I'm only using like one or two things and you know, you really don't need that much stuff. So I I remember it's like that always stuck with me. And I I remember telling my husband, I was like, Peggy was right. You really don't need that much stuff. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad that you, that stuck with you. Yeah. I I tell, you know, uh, expecting moms all the time now. I'm like, you get caught up in like, Oh, I want to have the newest best stroller. And I want to have this and I want to have that. And all the gadgets we had everything with London. And by the time we got to Capri, well, luckily we had two girls, just like you have the two boys. You don't have to, you know, get all new stuff because it can still, you know, a pink, it stays pink. You don't have to go get the blue one. Um, (laughs) but you just don't need all that stuff. It's like, and, and especially nowadays, like with our, the way of our world, I'm like minimalistic life is better because we don't need more packaging and more plastic and more stuff in our oceans. And you know what I mean? It's like, just keep it, keep it simple. Exactly. I agree. I think that's, that is great advice. Um, and then, so I also wanted to touch base. I think you have an amazing DVD video, um, total body workout with your toddler. What like inspired you to do that? I think it's, it's perfect. It seems like super fun to do with your toddler bonding time. Tell me a little bit more about that. So that came about when we were filming housewives. Um, so uh, I would, you know, you had mentioned I was on housewife season six. I did a little bit of season seven and then I quit. I had actually yeah. signed a five-year contract, but because, um, I was so anxiety ridden and I wasn't in the depths of my postpartum, but I still definitely had a lot of depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it was too much. I felt like it would harm, be harmful for my family, not harmful, but like emotionally it would, could be harmful for my family if I stayed on there. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky that we were able to, you know, work with our attorney and their attorney and get out of the contract. But, um, when I was filming season six, I had my trainer come over one day and we were in the backyard and London, she was, gosh, I mean, they were so little when I was on the show, I think she was three. And Mm -hmm. so she kept jumping on my back and she kept trying to like, like get in on the workout. And I was like, you can't do this. Like the cameras are rolling and we, you know, we gotta, we were trying to film this. And so then after we, we finally got her, you know, to go away. And then afterwards I was like, oh my God, I should come out with a workout where you're actually using your toddler 
And so the beauty of it is it's a 30 minute total body workout. It works out every body part. It's, you know, 30 minutes can do everything. At the end, I do another 15, 20 minutes of yoga with the kids. Um, And then what's great about it is it's, it's intended for babies to probably, I mean, if you have small kids, like I do, I think London did it till she was like five with me. So I'd say once they turn six months and you can put them in a carrier, strap that carrier on and put the baby in and do the workout. And your baby is your weight and resistance. Yeah. That is and so genius. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like a bonding. It's like bonding with your child as well. Absolutely. You know, bonding with them. It teaches them the importance of fitness at an early age. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're learning that they should be active. They should be healthy. Um, and then when they're older and they, you know, you're not going to be carrying them obviously or holding them, um, they can just stand next to you and do it. And I have so many fans and people that, you know, they're like, Oh, I want to order your DVD, but I don't, um, I don't have a kid. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Just strap on some weights. You can put on some ankle weights and some wrist weights and yeah, you know, just do that for your resistance. Yeah, totally. So yeah, um, it's available on Amazon and um, it's yeah. Peggy Tano's total body workout for toddler. Yeah. I'll have the links down below so you guys can check it out. I highly recommend it. It's super fun and you're engaged with your children or your babies and you could definitely get a full body workout because we need to fill our cups up. It's important to make sure that we are working out. We are taking care of ourselves because we can get totally lost in the minutia of everything and taking care of others. I know that was one thing for me is, you know, trying to step my game up and like taking care of me, you know, like I have my husband, I have my kids and you get really lost in that. What is something that um, you've done to kind of help always make your cup fill? Um, well, I would say, especially for moms, when you're a new mom, the most important thing, there's a couple of most important things, but one is getting out. Like you were saying that some days it's just, you felt like you couldn't even get out of the house. And that's how I started feeling. And it starts to close in on you like a black hole. Mm-hmm. So for me, the biggest thing was get outside every day with my kid and, you know, whether strolling them in the stroller or taking them to the park. Um, but then beyond that is getting out by yourself, whether yeah. you can leave your children with, you know, in-laws or your husband, um, friends, you know, uh, you know, if you have a sitter a nanny live in, whatever the case, you need time to yourself. And you also need time with just your husband. So the minute our children were born, I think for the first two weeks, maybe, maybe a little more, we stayed home, you know, straight that whole time. But after that, we did a date night and we made a pact. My husband and I said, we're making a pact. We're not going to, you know, have children take away from alone time. So we literally would set up at least one date night every week or weekend every week. And we still do it to this day. So I think that's like one of the most important things to do. Yeah. I need to work on that because (laughs) it gets so busy and like, he's like traveling and working all the time and you know, it's, it does get crazy and uh, it is a good pack. And then I remember we were like going to do that. And then like the pandemic happened and then it was like, everything shut down. And I was like, well, so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you could, but that's when you could do like, okay, let's go to the, the uh, park and do a picnic. And yeah, we did know. that. We did that. Awesome. But, um, but yeah, so anything else that you'd like to touch on in terms of like what the audience should know about help for like postpartum, anything to do with like 
um, personal development. Um, I know you are a woman of many facets. You've done a whole bunch in your life. And so, um, and you have a wealth of knowledge and I know you're always out there taking care of yourself and such a sweetheart. So what advice do you have for, for the audience? Don't go in the sun. (laughs) People are always asking me, they're like, oh my God, you look like 10 years younger than you are. So my best advice is, well, one, I'm very lucky. My mom, you know, we have great genes in my family, but um, I always kept, because I modeled, I started modeling um, when I was 13, I think. So because I modeled so much when I was a kid and into my, you know, teens and adults, and even still now I do the over 40 modeling. Um, you always want to cover your face. So I remember as a kid, I would be the girl at the beach with my friends, but I had a towel on top of my face. And so that's why my skin has stayed so nice because, you know, I always kept my son out of the face and kept my face out of the sun. Yeah. Must not got enough sleep last night, but I always kept my face out of the sun. So I would wear big hats and always sunscreen. Um, so that's a really important thing for, you know, keeping young looking, um, and also just keeping up on stuff. Like I do one big face treatment every year. So just recently, um, if you saw on my, my page, you know, I'm on my OC Peggy Tannels on Instagram, I was kind of showing my fans, the whole Morpheus eight, um, microneedling system that I just Oh yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So I think it's really important to like once a year I do something. So last year I did this one called the Opus, um, Opus plasma laser and that was a really good one. This is um, oh, Morpheus 8, I think so far has been my favorite. And it's a microneedling radio frequency. And then they also will draw blood and spin your blood and put on the plasma. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So it's really important to, I think, um, just to make you feel good as a woman and to keep your skin looking good and to keep up your youth as long as you can, you know, do your do your maintenance. Like, you know, I try to do facials monthly or every couple months. and And then doing once a year, a big procedure like the Morpheus 8, Um, I do my Botox, you know, haven't had it in like five months, so I need it right now, but um, no, you You look great. (laughs) Thank you. And then just, you know, I think also, you know, volunteering, I just started working with Miracle for Kids and um, tell me a little bit more about that um, foundation. Oh my gosh. So they, uh, I've done stuff kind of throughout the years with them, but then I, you know, you get busy with life and then you do some other volunteering and. And so I just, a girlfriend of mine had invited me to go um, pack boxes the other night. And that's how I kind of got reacquainted with them. But what they do is they they actually have some apartments over by Chalk Hospital okay. that they provide for families that have children that are dying of, you know, illnesses that um, they, you know, they can't, when you have a child that's that's um, going to pass, you you can't work. I mean, you have to be with that child yeah. all day going to the appointments and some of them aren't even, they're living in the hospital. So the parents need to be close by. So Miracles for Kids is amazing because they provide the housing and they provide food. And like, I think it was two years ago before COVID, I went and we um, did Christmas trees in their apartments. Aww. And some of these people had never had a Christmas tree. Oh my God. So this breaks it's, my heart. It's things like that. And then, um, and what I had just done last week is we packed boxes that will go to the kids for St. Patrick's Day. They're, they call them good luck boxes. Oh my God. That doesn't, I'll link their information down below. If anyone wants to help out with that organization and they're in the orange County area. Um, we always need angels out there helping parents that have sick children and stuff. I couldn't even imagine it's, that's just probably one of the difficultest things that anyone can go through. Um, 
Okay. So at the end of each interview, I ask four questions to all my guests. And my first question to you is who and what inspires you? I would say my biggest inspiration throughout my life has been my mom. She is amazing. She just um, turned 90 last year, (laughs) which is crazy. So for her generation, she was like so ahead of her game because um, she got married at 30. And, you know, she kept telling my sisters and I don't get married till 30, which nowadays everyone's getting married and starting families at 40 and, you know, 45. It's normal. But in her generation, that was really rare to not get married until you're 30. And um, she had me at 38. So it's, and she's just the most amazing woman. I mean, she's, she turned 90 and she was just at the Super Bowl. She was like, like 40 yard line. Like she's a diehard football, you know, uh, fan. And she had two brothers, grew up with two brothers. So she's just always taught me like independence and how to take care of yourself and just don't rely on people. And she always taught me, you know, don't get involved in the drama of stuff, you know, don't gossip, just be your own person. And she's just, and she always tried different things. I remember as a kid, you know, she, she wanted to be a stay at home mom, but she would kind of dabble in stuff. So she was tried to be a, um, a travel agent for a while. And then she was doing like these stained glass windows and she's just a great inspiration because she's just taught me to love people and love the world. And she's been on all continents. Um, she's traveled all over the world and even a few years, let's see, two years ago, well, she'll be 91 this year, but on her 89th birthday, she went to Peru and hiked Machu Picchu. Oh, wow. So she's like, like, yeah, I mean, for her age, most people her age are not so mobile. And she's like at the gym three days a week. And, you know, she'll come over wearing like leather pants. And my husband's like, oh my God, your mom's (laughs) dressing so hot. We need to find out her secrets. (laughs) Right? Yes. She's my inspiration. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. So the second question is, what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? To not care about boys so much. <laughs> they can mess up the plans, so, right? They messed up your plans. They totally messed up the plans. I mean, thankfully, I listened to my mom and I didn't get married till I was in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to college and I traveled the world and I modeled and I was doing commercials and hosting and acting and all that stuff. And I just feel like, um, I, I, in retrospect, I would have done that even sooner. Like I would have. I didn't get, so for me, I think I'm like, okay, I did. Okay. I had my first boyfriend, my junior year of high school. So that's not bad, but I feel like looking back, you know, I ended up dating him for like three and a half years and it was like, oh my God, my world. And if I would go back, I would just, you know, tell little Peggy, like, don't get a boyfriend, like just have fun with your friends and figure out who you want to be and what you want to do. And then when you get into your twenties, you know, maybe late twenties or mid twenties, then start worrying about dating and guys, but I feel like girls nowadays get so caught up on their boyfriends and, you know, I did it too. And they kind of become your world. And, and then you start to lose sight of who you are and what you want. I totally agree with you. I can say the same thing, you know, always had a boyfriend and in college, I wanted to study abroad, but it's like, Oh, I can't do that because of my boyfriend, you know? Yep. So I totally agree with you. And I think that's great advice for the young women out there. Just focus well, on you, do you. And then the right person will come in for you um, that will match like your energy and what you're doing. And it shouldn't like hinder your goals and your dreams. Um, but Absolutely. yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Well, lucky you have sons because I have daughters. So it's like with daughters, Mike is like, they're not dating until they're 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So my third question is what's the essential part of your daily routine? 
sunscreen. <laughs> That's a good one. So yeah, so um, I, I think just my whole uh, well and working out. I I literally for me it's not even so much people will make comments like oh you're tiny you don't need to work out. It's not about working out. It's not for my body so much uh, to look good. It's my mind because exactly. I have to be outside. I have to. I hike a lot. I have to. I have to do something physical every day, or I get depressed. I get like cranky. Um, so my essentials of my day would be working out and just my, my whole, you know, cleansing and then putting on sunscreen. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I notice the difference when I'm not working out versus working out when I'm working out. I feel so much like, I feel like I'm a better mom. Cause I feel like I got out that energy. I, I did something for myself. Like I feel good. Like my mind is clear. And then sometimes when I don't work out, I feel I don't know, like low energy. I mean, just to sum it up, um, I can definitely tell the difference and it is a mental thing. It's not a physical thing for me. It's, it's all mental. Yep. I agree. I'm like my own worst enemy in my head. So sometimes it helps me like collect my thoughts. Cause I'm like, I've set, I have racing thoughts all the time and I'm like beating myself up. And so sometimes it's nice to just work it out. <laughs> and, you're, and you're not alone with that because I think everybody, and especially nowadays, because we're all on social media so much, it's easy to look at something and go, Oh my gosh, this girl looks so great. And she has two kids. Well, I don't look that great. And it's like, okay, listen, first of all, we all put our best selves on there. And exactly. a lot of times it's totally filtered. So um, you know, don't get caught up in that and just know that, yeah, we're all, we all struggle and we all just need to not be so hard on ourselves. Exactly. And we're unique for a reason, you know, like why would we all want to be the same and all look the same? I mean, that's what makes us all special is the uniqueness and how God made us. Absolutely. Um, okay. So my last question to you is best advice you've ever received. Oh my goodness. Um, there's a couple, but I would say one of them would be the advice from my mom waiting until I was 30 to, you know, until I was at least 30 to get married. And I think only because we go through so many changes from our teens to our twenties. And then when you get 30, mm-hmm. um, so I would say that's probably the best advice. Um, but the other best advice would be to always, um, do what you love. Don't do something just for a paycheck. Yes. So I think, yeah, even if it means that you're not going to be where you want to be financially as quick or, you know, that's okay. Just do something you love because if you don't love it and you're just doing it for a paycheck, you're going to end up miserable and it's going to affect your health. And it's just not a good thing. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And sometimes I feel like people are just scared to step out and, and do the things that they're passionate about because of the, the paycheck, you know, and having to live up to this like American standard and, you know, the judgment of other people. And it's, you know, you just got to brush off your shoulders and like, just do what you're passionate about. I mean, that's kind of like why I'm here doing the podcast. You know, I want to communicate to people. I want to talk to people and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, you know, and, um, not that it's about me, but, but, you know, I mean, you just got to say, fuck it sometimes and, and, and go for it because you only have one life to live, you know? Absolutely. No, I'm so proud of you. I think it's great. You're doing this. No. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Peggy, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, are there any last words that you'd like to say before we say our goodbyes? Um, just 
you know, you're doing a great job with your boys. I need to come meet them because I still I know we got to get together. I know. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, yeah, I would just say, you know, I, I just, uh, I hope that everyone just finds what makes them happy. And, um, you know, if you want any advice, I'm always here. I, I'm, I answer all my, my comments and I, and private messages. I try to, um, and, uh, you know, also I wanted to do, I, I'm not, I do try to do everything healthy, but if somebody gets to the point with postpartum where they need more than just a healthy supplement, by all means, you know, you should try something that your doctor would prescribe. Um, but for me, I was just lucky that the 5-HTP helped. And there's a lot of other, you know, things out there that they can try. Um, so I just, yeah, I guess that would just be my, my last two cents is just, you know, don't judge and don't, don't, um, talk to your doctor and don't feel like, you know, you can only do one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. I'll also link down some resources down below in the show notes, as well as Peggy's DVD and, um, also, uh, the foundation. So if anyone wants to check those out and thank you guys so much, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of not your mama's podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next one.